welcome to Don't Be a Boss Hole. I'm Christine, the Boss Coach. And I'm Jessica, the Boss Hole Pro. And we'd like to welcome you to episode one, our very first episode of Don't Be a Boss Hole. <laughs> so I've already used that word a few times and you might be wondering, what is a boss hole? One definition I found that I love is it's a person who turns into an asshole approximately 10 seconds after they become a supervisor. Yes, there will be profanity in this podcast. Okay, I just want to get one thing straight about this podcast and using the word boss hole. It's, it's fun. People say, oh, I know exactly what that is, but we're not going to do any name calling here. So this isn't about bashing or calling people out or whatever. In my experience with people over the last 25 years or so, most boss holes are kind of like accidental boss holes. I was one. Like, the, didn't know any better. So those are the people that that we want to serve. It's like, if you don't know that you're a boss hole, we can help you. If you're a deliberate boss hole and you like being a jerk and whatever, then, you know, you probably aren't going to like what we have to This say. podcast ain't for you. <laughs> So you're probably listening and saying like, I wonder if I'm a boss hole, but as she just said, like if, if you are one and you know, you are one, like have a day. Okay. Um, but most people don't know that you're a boss hole and you're probably wondering like, none of my employees relate to me. They don't like me. I have high turnover. You're probably a boss hole. Let's, be, let's just be honest. But that's what we're here to help you with. Um, we're also here to help you if you deal with a boss hole. So, I mean, I think we all have stories. Uh, and I know this is my mom. We have stories. Uh, I'm the boss hole whisperer, and so is she. And so we're here to we're here to help. So if you're maybe wondering, like, am I a good boss or not, or you know that you have a boss hole, we're gonna tell a lot of personal stories. We're gonna change a lot of names. We're gonna take stories from our friends and family. You can actually submit stories through our link tree, which is in our bio on our Instagram and our YouTube page. And you can submit like listener tales. And so sometimes we'll use those as, as examples too, but um, you'll get help uh, via this podcast. And one other note, if you are a boss who has bosses working for you, your job is to notice if you have boss holes working for you and you got to get that corrected. Mm -hmm. the same. Yeah. So between us, like I said, we have a million and one different stories from all walks of life, from different careers that we've been in. Um, and my mom's actually worked with and coached a lot of managers from C-level to, you know, beginner managers, like first time leaders. So uh, we have a ton of them. So please subscribe if you want to hear different types of stories. I think most of them are pretty funny, but we're also going to educate you on like, this is what someone did that's wrong. And this is how you can correct it, or this is how you can handle that situation. So make sure that you click the bell so that you get notified when we upload new podcasts and make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss any stories. Nice. So everything we cover here is going to be practical. I don't deal in theory. Jessica isn't going to lecture you on theory. If you like that kind of thing, there's a gazillion books out there. So go knock yourself out. Um, we're also not going to do complaining. So we'll keep our stories uh, concrete so that, that they make their point and then uh, and then we'll we'll do something about that. Complaining never does anything. And the, the sad truth is sometimes you work for a boss hole. There isn't anything you can do about the boss hole. No one else will do anything about the boss hole. Sometimes the only choice is to just move on, unfortunately. But don't give up. <laughs> don't give up too quick when because there's always something you could try. Yeah. So every episode is going to be story solution. So we'll give you an example. As my mom said, it's going to be a concrete example. Um, it won't be fluffy or made up. Um, it'll be real, but we're also going to provide you with a solution so that if you come across somebody like that, or maybe you're doing some uh, internal reflection and you're like, well, maybe I do that. Um, we will give you guys tips. Uh, my mom has been doing this for a really long time. And so she's seen it all, done it all and see, has seen what actually works. So you will get 
something out of it. What you do with that is up to you. Um, but that's going to be the format of this podcast moving forward for the most part. Nice. So speaking of podcasts, let's get started on today's. If you tell an employee that they have a performance problem, but you cannot give an example that illustrates it, you might be a boss hole. Jessica, tell us a story. All right. So uh, in one of my previous jobs, I managed a lot of employee engagement and it was over a, a social media style platform. And so I would post every single day and I would engage with people. And sometimes our engagement would just be something fun and light. Sometimes it would be like whatever the national day is. So like national tennis shoes day or national ice cream day or whatever it is. Uh, and then sometimes it would be an actual promotion, letting employees know about something that was going on in this specific workplace. And I'd been doing it for a really, really long time. It's something I really enjoy. Obviously, I'm here on social media. And so um, it's something that that I am passionate about. And I was doing a very good job at it. Um, enter a new person into the situation who also had a passion, uh, I guess, <laughs> a, uh, a self-proclaimed passion for social media and uh, thought very highly of themselves within the social media realm. And we had very different styles of how to do it. Um, and unfortunately this person became my boss and they were a boss hole <laughs> and they wanted to correct every single thing that I did. They wanted to approve every post. Now, granted, I've been doing these engagement posts for seven, eight months, basically mm -hmm. on my own. My, my, my colleagues would approve it. We had like a calendar and we made sure that everyone got a post up that they wanted or that made sense. And we definitely collaborated on it, but I was the owner of it. I spent the most time on it and I always was the one that kind of clicked go. Um, and so now this person wanted to approve everything and they would change stuff without talking to me. And they would basically just say like, this isn't good. Mm. I don't like this. That doesn't work. Even though it's been working, <laughs> it's been working. And, and I have the data to back that up because fortunately this site would give me analytics mm -hmm. and I could look at analytics year over year. So I could literally look at a previous year's national ice cream day post and see how many people viewed it, how many likes it got, how many comments it got, how many shares it got. And I could look at this year's national ice cream post that I did and I could see the same analytics. And so never could this person ex tell me what she didn't like about what I was doing. It was just wrong in her eyes. Um, and I very quickly became demotivated. I wasn't passionate about it anymore. I didn't see the point. It was kind of like, well, if I'm not doing a good job, but you can't tell me what you would like to see, then what's the point of me owning this task and responsibility? And uh, when I brought that point up, there was no answer on on any of the questions that I asked, like, what should I be doing different? What could I be doing better? Even though personally, I didn't think that it was a you're doing a poor job. It was just I don't like the way that you're you're doing that. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, it was really frustrating because I don't, I think that a lot of employees and myself included in this situation, I don't think I'm the best social media person by far. Like I'm still learning. I want feedback. I want to learn all the new stuff. I mean, through this, through that previous job, I learned how to edit videos. I learned how to shoot videos. I learned how to do voiceovers. I didn't even know how to do a podcast until a few weeks ago. I just taught myself and I reached out to people that were good at it. And so I don't think I'm an expert and I'm always willing to learn, but how do I learn if I don't know what the problem is? Um, and so that, I mean, I have a, a million stories just like that with different details. Um, and I, I'm sure that someone listening to this can relate to how absolutely demoralizing, frustrating, um, and, and upsetting it is because it makes you feel like you're less than but that person that's putting you down isn't also willing to build you back up. Right. So 
if I'm getting your story right, you were doing the job, but you weren't doing it independently. So mm-hmm. it's the difference between being independent and self-sufficient. So but you were taking ownership of it, but that you had backstops. You had other people. You use the word collaboration. It's a good example. Um, and then this person comes in and basically says, well, I don't like it, but I'm not going to tell you why, or I can't tell you why. But I'm going to change it, but I can't even explain that. Yeah, and most of the times the changes would be like two words. Or they didn't like the picture that I used, even though I was personally trying to relate to our employee population, knowing what has worked and what hasn't over the last eight months. Also being, I mean, I'm an elder millennial, but I'm all over all the social media platforms. I know that's the term. I hate it. I hate it. But I'm not a millennial. I'm an elder millennial. So it's like, it's different as a zennial, I think they call it or something like that. I'm closer to Gen X than I am to Gen Z is what I'm getting at. So like, I get the trends. I get what works. I get what's like in and new and hip and funny and something that somebody is going to be like, oh, I saw that on TikTok. I get that. That's funny. Um, And this person was not having any of that. And so it was just like, they just wanted to change the picture to a picture they liked yeah. instead of the one that I knew was going to work. Or they wanted to change two words <laughs> or something like that. That that was the situation. Okay. Just so you know, if there's, if the words, okay, boomer are ever used here, there's going to be trouble. <laughs> Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you're a boss at any level, or even a person who doesn't have an official boss title, but you influence other people, maybe you're like a lead or people at companies to have different titles. Giving feedback is one of your most important jobs. When somebody does something well, you give actual feedback. You say what it was. You don't just say, yeah, good job. We'll talk about that a little bit more in a bit. When someone is making a mistake or off track in some important way then you give negative feedback with substance and you do problem solving that's how it works good bosses are good at this so a lot of bosses i i think the biggest problem is there are a lot of myths out there that run rampant and somebody somebody reads a book or gets this bright idea and then they tell all the other bosses this is how you should do it and then and then things go people run amok. So somebody apparently heard that if you if you if you're happy with the work somebody did, you say, go team, you're awesome. You worked for somebody like this, Jessica. I remember a long time ago in the Bay Area, I just kept saying, you're awesome. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, which, you know, it is nice. I know it's nice to hear good job. And I tell my dog all the time, good job, you're a good job. <laughs> Of course, she does not have high expectations of me, but um, it, it good job loses its punch. It becomes very watered down after a while. Yeah. Well, like it loses its meaning, or it's uh, it loses its uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Meaning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it it becomes just like a scripted, this is what I'm supposed to say, but I don't really mean it. Yes, and I, I totally remember that situation and we, that organization will remain unnamed. Yeah. That supervisor always did the really enthusiastic good job thing, but then would say something passive aggressive or write you up for some teeny little mistake. So it's, it just doesn't work. It's confusing for people. And, and there's no, there's no authenticity behind it. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Somebody come up with it. Yeah. All right. So there's on the positive side, there's lacking of substance often that happens. And then these same people often will just spew unsubstantiated criticism and opinion. Like, well, let's hear it, Jessica. You're a bully. 
God, the amount of times I heard that uh, from from grown adults. Yeah. Uh, in in HR departments, mind you. Um, or you don't respect me. Oh, HR is so good, but sometimes so not good. <laughs> Sorry, <Yeah>. go ahead. <laughs> any any other unsubstantiated things you've heard that come to mind? I mean insecure leaders claiming that you're not a team player, but again, it doesn't come with any concrete evidence or feedback on how, how you're not being a team player and how you could be a better team player. It's just, you're not being a team player, which all three of those statements. And I mean, I could, I could do a whole podcast just on the terms that I've heard. Um, but that's not what this episode is necessarily about. Um, they, they're all personal. It's it, it, it's a personal attack, and I, I use the word attack. It's not. I mean, that sounds very like um, dramatic, but it that is a personal feeling that you're having about somebody because of whatever reason. Uh, and again, we're staying fairly anonymous with a lot of these stories because, again, not here to bash anybody or any company. Um, but when you're telling somebody that they're a bully, that they don't respect you, that they're not a team player. Usually that's a little bit of projection. (laughs) Um, And a lot of the times that's only backed by a personal issue that you have with the person, especially if you cannot back it up with a concrete reason, example, evidence, so that that person can say, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I was doing that and that that's how that was coming off. I now know how to change my behavior or I know that I need to work on X, Y, and Z to change my behavior because I now know a moment in time where I did that to somebody. And maybe you're being a bully and you know it and you don't care, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about someone as their boss noticing that there's a behavior issue going on in the workplace that is work-related and it's affecting work and that you're helping them realize that that's what's going on and you're mature enough to say, this is what I would like to help you with. And here are some things that I suggest so that we can have a better work environment. But when, when the examples don't come and the effort to help the person change their behavior, whether that employee wants to change their behavior or not, is not your problem as the boss. You cannot control their reaction, but you have the responsibility as a manager, as a leader, as a boss to give that person a concrete example and to offer support so that they can be a better employee and a better person. If you're not willing or able to give those examples, you're personally attacking them and you don't need to be a manager. And I said what I said. Anyways. Did I raise her right or what? (laughs) You, You really made the most important point here about the difference between the personal attack or the work-related feedback. And if you're a boss or a boss wannabe or you have bosses working for you, this is the thing to take away. Is you, obviously you're gonna have your personal feelings. We are human beings, we're all, and sometimes we rub each other the wrong way. But this is about work. It's not about personality. It's not about anything, It's, it's about work. So you have to be able to say to the person what you saw, not how you feel about it. And a lot of people were taught to say, you know, I really feel pissed off about, well, oh, there's no context there. So that doesn't help. But to be able to say, here's the example and here's the impact. So you didn't use that word, Jessica, but that's what you were getting at. There's a legitimate work-related reason to bring this up and for a change to happen, for a discussion to happen, and then a solution versus this, yeah, this ugly personal thing. And for for people who are more passive and shy, they won't say anything because they're afraid of hurting feelings, but that stuff leaks out anyway. So employees know that you're, you know, irritated with them, whatever you were going to say. Yeah. Um, oh, I was going to say like an example would be kind of going back to my story of 
Um, and this part's made up. So I'm just giving it as an example of if you're writing something out and you're ending your sentence in a preposition, which is like a big no-no, just telling the person like, don't end that sentence with that word. That's not helpful. I like, especially if you don't know what a preposition is, right? So we're saying, I don't like that. We're saying, I don't like that you end your sentences that way. That's not helpful. But to be like, to take a step back, and I think it, a lot of it has to do with ego um, and being being a little humble as a leader of not assuming that the person is stupid. and But you'd also don't know if they don't know if, if they're ending their sentence in a preposition. So going to that person and saying like, hey, I've noticed that in a lot of your posts, you're ending your sentences in a preposition. That does not go within our branding and communication guidelines here at company X. Yeah. Can would, you, would it be okay if I helped you reformulate your sentences so that it fit within the brand, but still got the message you would like to get across? Mm-hmm. And if the employee says no, then that's like a whole different conversation with that employee. (laughs) But I mean, if, if, if you're building a good relationship with the person, and if I would have had that leader come to me like that, instead of hostile and egotistical, I would have looked, and and again, I'm not ending my sentences in a preposition guys, just to be, just to be clear, just to be clear, just set the record straight. It is a good example. But let's say I was, and if and and if that person would have said like, "Hey, uh, I would like to work on the sentence structure to ensure that it fit within Company X's branding guidelines," would it be okay if I helped you with that so that you can learn? And I'm not, I don't know if you even realize that you're doing it, but it's something that I've noticed, and I want to make sure that we're putting the best foot forward when we're posting things. God, would that have been a totally different relationship with this leader? But I can't think of one example when this person ever came to me that way. So, and it ruined, it ruined the entire experience of working there. I shut down. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to be creative. I was like, fine, you're going to put me in a box and I'll just sit in my little box and like, good luck to you. Right. So anyways, sorry. (laughs) <laughs> TED talk. Welcome to my TED talk. <laughs> well, I appreciate the TED talk because it's such a nice segue into the actual tool that I wanted everyone here to take away. Because if you're a boss or if you have bosses working for you, or if you work for a boss hole, or you ever have a conflict with a peer or anyone else, and you want to bring up something that you think might be possibly a difficult conversation. I'm going to give you a, a structure that's three sentences that's so easy to use. Now, why more bosses don't do it? Clearly, I have not achieved world domination yet in terms of getting bosses on the right track. You don't have to be a psych, psychological wizard. You don't, have to, you don't have to psych anybody out. Nobody needs to do that. Um, you, you don't have to be fancy. It's just three sentences. And you heard Jessica do it, too. So... The first sentence is the thing you want to talk about. The second sentence is the thing you noticed and you heard her say that. Here's what I saw. Here's what I noticed. The third sentence is the impact or why this is important enough to talk about. Three sentences with periods. (laughs) I'd like to talk with you about your writing. Would that be fair? Period. I mean, you don't say period, but... (laughs) What I noticed was, Jessica, take it away. From that, your, that you're ending your sentences in a preposition. Boom, <laughs> period. The third sentence is, the reason this is important to talk about or the impact of it is, I think your impact had to do with the, uh, the style guide or. Yeah, like a brand, like we, that we need to stay within the branding guidelines that our company has put forth. So that could have been a good impact statement. Um, another one that occurs to me is if if you're working in a group that communicates outward with a large group of people, how you are seen yeah. is important. And poor grammar makes your group look like idiots. 
Now I don't know. Yeah, that's how I would have that conversation. But I might say the impact here is that it it really makes us. Your credibility is on the line. Yeah. Or yeah. we're not good examples to follow when yeah. we break our own rules. So the, the thing you guys want to do is think about your three sentences before you start moving your lips, <laughs> especially if you tend to be on the extremes of behavior. If you tend to be really aggressive and just barf up the first thing that you think about or you're more on the passive end and it's really hard for you to bring stuff up it's it's really good to think about this ahead what is my real topic here is it about the writing is it about our our working relationship like what is it okay so i'd like to talk with you about whatever it is and then what did i really notice not what i think about it not what i want the person to do about it but what i saw what i noticed is you're wearing glasses today. What I notice is you have a blue wall behind you. I mean, this is just basic stuff, people. I mean, come on, guys. Everything is figure outable. Get it together. <laughs> so what I'm not doing is those are cute glasses. Or why did you paint your wall blue? That's opinion. My opinion is not needed here. So I just wanted to say the topic. I want to say what I saw, and then I want to say the impact. And then I want to say, let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. Well, oh, no, let me back up a little bit, because if I'm giving positive feedback, I'm probably done after the third sentence. Yeah, that's true. So Jessica, I'd like to talk with you about the podcast. What I've noticed is we just moved along in this nice flow of putting this together. And I noticed that you, the technology on your end and your work to, to put all this part together made it really easy for me because I'm a boomer. <laughs> you made me to it. <laughs> so I just wanted to say thank you. You're welcome. If there were negative feedback, I'd want to have a discussion about it. So that's why I say, let's talk about it. Now, where the heck am I in my script? Uh, bad feedback. Bad feedback. That's a, good, that's a good segue. Okay, let me hear some bad feedback. <laughs> All right, so I don't know what happened here, but this is like not acceptable. You obviously didn't pay attention to detail. You went too fast. This cannot happen again. So next time, you need to slow down, but don't go too slow and double check your work. And from now on, copy me on all of your emails. Do you understand? <laughs> that is such a great example. Now, let me tell you why this is such a great example. To go around saying that is unacceptable. Sounds like a boss power play. It might be unacceptable, but you, unless you're breaking child labor laws, you have adults working for you. So don't treat them like children. Mm -hmm. The obviously, obviously you didn't pay attention to detail. That's a judgment. That is not an observation. Um, also, I went too fast. That is, and that's the boss saying, I am all knowing and all seeing. I know exactly what happened. Bosses. You often don't know what happened. Also, that sounds like a personal problem. I feel like if a boss says, like, you went too fast, you went, yeah, like, you went too fast, you're, like, outing yourself that you can't keep up with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so why would you say that? Like, you literally just outed yourself as not being able to keep up with your own employee. Well, I think it's a, it's a valid, it's a valid, I'm just, like, kind of making light of it. It's a valid, like, hey, you sped through that and no one could understand you. So let's talk about how we can pace ourselves. Ooh, yes. But that's feedback. That just telling someone they went too fast, like, I'm a fast talker if you have not noticed yet. So someone, or I'm loud. And when people are like, you're so loud, well, tell me something I didn't know. I don't understand the problem. Like, that's not helpful feedback. You're just trying to put somebody down because you don't like the way that they did something. So hopefully you guys are understanding that there's a, 
there's a fairly big difference here. And I think too many people get stuck in the, you're too much this, you're too that, you didn't do that yeah. the way I wanted you to do it. Well, basically that's a boss saying, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm uncomfortable and so I want you to be different so that I don't have to face discomfort. True. Well, anyway. So, um, so there's that about that feedback message. Also, this can't happen again, duh. Um, next time you need to slow down, that's introducing a potential solution all mixed up with your message. And so here's the thing. You got negative feedback. You see a problem. You think about topic observation impact. Then you say, let's talk about it. You're asking the per the other person, the employee now to speak. <laughs> like, tell me what happened. This is the thing that bosses don't let people do. I'd like to hear your side of it. Let me understand. So if you start putting solutions in there too fast before you've understood anything, the solution may miss the problem. Yeah, you're not, how do you know the solution if you don't know what the other person was thinking, feeling? Like maybe that, maybe you threw that person with this example, maybe you threw them into a presentation and you didn't even know if they were good, comfortable, or experienced at giving presentations. And then you're literally judging them because they were nervous, because you didn't do your due diligence as a boss to either prep them or figure out if this was a good task for them. And then you're offering them solutions without even understanding the actual situation at all. Right. Something I've heard so many times working with managers is uh, they'll give feedback that sounds like you need time management training. And that is not feedback <laughs> because it is not stating an observation. So when I ask this, the boss who says that, well, what, what did you see that led you to this conclusion that the person needs time management training? And they'll say, oh, well, they're always late on their deadlines. Okay. That's the feedback. I'd like to talk about deadlines. I noticed the last three of them, you were two weeks late. The impact is it's slowing up marketing and they can't get their job done. Let's talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> so keeping it simple and avoiding that, that judgment or opinion. Oh, I know everything. And so I'm just going to tell you what to do. Okay. Before we come to the end of this business, we also have to talk about the shit sandwich. <laughs> because this is something else that people do all the time. And I believe at one point in my HR career, yes, I was a human resources professional, but a good one, a good one. <laughs> um, I think somebody actually taught me the shit sandwich. I still hear it. I still hear it. Like in big fortune 500 companies, they still teach that. It's a shame because here's what it is. You say something nice, to, okay, pop quiz, Jessica, why would you start off by saying something nice? So that their defenses are down. That's like, oh, this sounds like a great conversation. Ah. Lovely. And then what comes next? The shit. Exactly. Really <laughs> something critical. So the first part, like you're, you're really great. Love working with you. You're doing a great job. I actually did hear a manager say, you're doing a great job. But you're not. <laughs> and they're like, oh, <laughs> um, so, but the positive part up front is usually vague. And then the shit part is usually pretty specific. Do you think that they taught this shit sandwich not necessarily to make the imp or trick the employee into thinking it's a good conversation, but to make the manager feel better about giving negative feedback? That's a highly likely explanation. Like, oh, if you say something nice and then follow it up with something horrible, but you're not going to do it in a in a very productive uh, way, you're not a bad manager if you do it that way. Mm. So don't worry because you're start you started off and you spoiler alert you end it with something nice. <laughs> it's really the butt of the bread loaf, though. Let's be honest; like, it's the shittiest piece of bread. Um, Older there be for vanity. <laughs> yeah, well, deal with it. Um, because you all know that you cuss at work behind your boss's back, anyways. So, <laughs> but like, then as a manager, 
like, oh, if you do it in this specific way, then you won't feel so bad about it. Well, or <laughs> ostensibly, neither will the employee because you start off by saying something nice and then you say the thing that you really came to say and then you end it with something nice, often sounding like, so we're, so we're good, right? Yeah. <laughs> but so I really value you, even though I just told you you're doing a shitty job in a very generic way. Or the one I hate <laughs> the most is ending it with, I look forward to your good work in the future. Um, don't, don't speak corporate bullshit double talk. So this is this is why. Uh, oh, and by the way, we got to figure out if anybody would like my super fantastic guide to giving feedback. Uh, I have I have a little booklet that I can send you electronically. Yeah, we have we actually have a link tree for for our podcast, and you can find it on our YouTube channel. It's linked. I don't know where we're new at this. Cut us some slack. It's somewhere on the channel. Um, and then also through our Instagram, which is don't be a boss hole all together, no spaces, which is not grammatically correct, but welcome to social media. There's a link tree in there and there's like a bunch of stuff on there where you can email us. You can fill out a form if you're interested in getting one-on-one -on -one coaching, or if you want the guide that my mom's talking about, it's a free resource on how to give this type of feedback. So just make sure to head over to either of those two sites and you can click the link. Awesome. Thanks, honey. So avoid the shit sandwich because here's the deal about the, about giving feedback, this, the constructive way I'm talking about, or if it's not feedback per se, and you just want to talk to somebody about something that you think might not sit well with them. Don't go barreling in and just barf up your upset on them. Think about what you want to say and what your real intention is. Um, why you what why you want to talk about it and what you hope to achieve from it. So, so you get your topic, your observation, your impact, and then the magic words. Let's talk about it. And then you shut the frack up and let the other person talk. And your job when you're shutting up is to listen and to listen for understanding. What does this person really mean? Now, maybe they're not very good at talking. <laughs> maybe they're feeling defensive. Um, so listen anyway. <laughs> maybe they get angry. Uh, maybe they, do, they don't make any sense at all. Listen anyway. And then you can, so this is a skill that good leaders have to work on. Listening for understanding. And then at the end of that listening, when the person has finally stopped talking, sometimes it takes them a while to get through it, or you have to kind of help them along. <laughs> so tell me more, you might say. Um, it's really helpful to say, so if I'm understanding you right, what you mean is this, like one sentence. Maybe they gave you 42 paragraphs. You come back with one sentence. Is this what you meant? Now, if the, the boss in Jessica's scenario had ever done that, it would have made a difference. Oh, yeah. But Jessica, it sounds like you're feeling frustrated that I'm changing your copy. Is that right? Mm-hmm. But no, instead it was, I'm the boss and I have the final word. Yeah. And you're just going to comply. Yeah. Or whatever the corporate word is comply. for that. Yeah. yeah. That's a good you're yeah. you're going to comply and you're not going to be subordinate. And this is the way that it's going to be. And by you pushing back and asking questions, you are now not being a team player. Uh, Who wants to work for that? Ooh, maybe we need to have an episode that's just about the team player thing. But I, I, I won't get on my soapbox, but I will say, bosses, listen up. What the hell do you mean by team player? Really, it's... it's I've seen it multiple times, but this is the perfect example since we're kind of talking about the same scenario. Honestly, I think that managers and bosses, when an employee is really good at their job and that boss is insecure AF, and the employee pushes back and sticks up for themselves and says, 
like I have experience doing this. This is my suggestion. This is what I would like to do. And you're not secure enough to recognize that that's an asset. That's where that comes in, where they're like, no, I have to establish my dominance. So even if I think that their idea is good, I don't really want them to know that because they could take my job, which isn't going to freaking happen. I could not. I don't know if you've ever seen it, mom. I've never seen it where a stellar, outstanding employee was doing such a good job and the boss was doing what they were supposed to do and the employee took the boss's job because they were good. Like, I don't know where this myth came from, but like, you guys need to realize that if you build up the employees and the staff under you to be better than you at skills that you don't have, that only makes you look like a better manager. Yep. (laughs) Like, hello. Eller. <laughs> uh, yes. So to have that kind of relationship between a boss and a staff member at any level requires a good working relationship. You don't have to be best friends. Please, God, don't be best friends. It just makes it too hard to manage people, but you can certainly be friendly. Mm-hmm. We can talk and about respectful. It basic management stuff here but if i just stick with this feedback framework this is the cornerstone of this good communication because you are going to have to talk about problems even with your best employee Mm -hmm. you can't just say yay i've got this good one over here now i can ignore her and and no no those people need care and feeding too yeah and nobody's perfect so to be able to have a conversation that's respectful, so that's a great word, it, it doesn't help to say, you don't respect me, because there's no substance behind that. But you show respect by hearing someone out, by, by asking them questions like, what's really important to you? What are the kinds of things you like to do? What do you hate to do? I mean, there's all kinds of conversations you can have with your boss. But to, to listen and not be freaked out by the differences and yeah. to to let people shine, but you have you, you have to give feedback. You have to. Yeah, <laughs> you must give feedback. Yeah, and I mean, if you're the employee, you can also start the conversation. So it's not it's not only on the manager. I think it's probably a little bit more on the manager. But like, even in this same situation that I've been talking about because I wasn't getting any feedback. I mean, I would get the typical, you're doing a great job. We love you. I was getting that from all levels, by the way, at this job. Um, Doing a great job. So glad to have you on the team. Keep doing you, blah, 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 blah. And I had to- you, sorry. When you did you, that was a problem. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But like, there was a time before this other person came in where I had to go to my current manager and be like, I need to talk to you. I need feedback. What am I not doing right? Like, and I never got it. Like, what could I be doing better? You're doing such a good job. Like everyone loves you, except clearly not everyone loved me. But it's like, you can say like, we, I want to talk about this. Can we talk about this? But not just this, like you have to fill this in with the specific thing that you want to talk about. So just like my mom said, as the manager, you need to come prepared for the conversation with your four, your three concrete sentences. But if you're the employee, you also need to be prepared. Now, hopefully you're, if your boss is starting the conversation, they're somewhat preparing you that you're going to have a conversation. So you can kind of like my mom used to coach me through those and we'd write down sentences and topics. And that way I could kind of be prepared. But if your boss comes to you and is like, you're not doing a good job. You as an employee have every right to say, can we talk about that? Yeah. Can you I need, I mean, huh? that, that, would, that would be the question. Yeah. Talk about that. And a good, a, a reasonable person will say, well, sure. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Well, you're going to want to be able to say, can you give me an example or can you paint the picture of what a good job looks like and the job that you say I'm doing so I can understand the gap? Yeah. And if you do that and your boss says, shut up and bugger off, um, you better update your LinkedIn profile. 
and find a new job yeah. because bosses like that. And I've experienced them many times, not all the time. I've had some really great bosses and we'll talk about that on another episode and hopefully maybe have one of them on an episode. <laughs> that would be so great. I'm sure that he would be more than happy to do that. But if your boss is saying, no, this is the way that it's going to be, go find a different job. It's not worth it. Trust me. I've stressed myself out beyond trying to make those situations work. People like that don't want to change. So they're just there for the power trip and you did your due diligence. And I'm sure we'll talk about this on another episode too, with tips, keep everything written down when those conversations happen with a date and a location and as much verbiage as you can remember of, Hey, I came to Christine and I said, I want to talk about you telling me that I'm doing a bad job and I would like some examples so that I can improve. And Christine told me to shut up and comply. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you start looking for another job. So, um, but when you say your three sentences, like your boss says your three sentences, or you say your three sentences, whichever situation you're in, and you say, let's talk about it. Like my mom said, you got to listen. So no matter which situation you're in, you have to listen to the other person. So that's key um, to listen. Because you need and, to put both viewpoints out on the table. Even yeah. if you kind of, uh, before you can actually get them out, and because then that's going to take you to where you hope to go, which is to solve the problem. Yeah. Because if you're just going up to get something off your chest and, and walk away like they do on Grey's Anatomy, that doesn't work. No. But you get both viewpoints on the table. And now you say, oh, interesting. Look at that. Look how close we are. Or look that we're continents apart. We have some work to do. Yeah. And like a majority of the time, it's just misunderstandings. And so if you can both say what you need to say and come to a common, this is, this is, uh, this is the resolution we would like to have that we want to have better communication or whatever. We want to improve our working relationship. That's not super specific, but, um, if you can both agree that that's the end point that you want to get to, usually you're like, Oh, we both actually want the same thing, uh -huh. but you might not know that until you shut up and listen to the other person, but they also have to do the same thing. Again, you can't control what the other person is going to do. But when you ask a question during these tough conversations, questions are okay for understanding, but ask the question and then keep your mouth shut and actually listen to the other person. I can't tell you how many times I've experienced my boss asking me a question and then just flying past the question and then they just keep talking. And it's like, did you ask the question to make yourself feel better? I'm not, I'm confused, you know? Um, yeah, ask the question and then they answer it. So why do you think that happened? Do you think you were upset? Are you going through a divorce? Is there a problem at work? I like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, people are so funny. But mainly we were not, most people have not been taught well how to deal with situations at work that are uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. What we've learned is what we learn at home. And I was raised by passive parents. Boomer. Who, <laughs> uh, made it really clear that I should only say things that were nice and, and never say anything that was going to upset someone. So you can imagine my first management role where I had to give negative feedback. I completely bungled it. Yeah. Uh, also, like keeping in mind that some people have been burned so many times that it's become a learned behavior. I'm not I'm. I'm not trying to say that's an excuse, but I think, I think part of the problem with society these days, and I experience it a lot on social media, but also in the corporate world, people just do not give enough benefit of the doubt of the other person. And, um, you don't know what that person's been through. And I'm, I'm not saying that to excuse shitty behavior, but you don't know how many times that employee has just been beat down yeah. into the ground. So they might be acting defensive towards your very kind, like, let's say you did exactly what my mom just said to do. And that person's still getting defensive. You don't know how many times that person has been screamed at and told that they are stupid. 
not by you, but by somebody else, because there's, there's not a lot of benefit of the doubt being given. So I just want to, and I've experienced that too. So just keeping in mind, you can't control the other person's outcome, but if you ask the right questions and form a trusting relationship with that person, you could probably figure it out after some, some talks that that person has had a traumatic corporate experience and they don't know how to give or receive feedback. And now it's your job as their manager to help them work through that and to be patient and kind with them to a certain extent, if it's affecting their work and the job different. But I just, I've experienced that so much that there's just, there's zero benefit of the doubt. And all, all these bosses are thinking about is performance metrics and bottom line. And they forget that there's actual human beings working for them. <laughs> have experienced probably a lot of shit in their life. So, and, and most people in my experience do want to do a good job. Yeah. And if you have good people working for you, then treat them like good people. Mm-hmm. And, and, develop them and let them run uh, with things so that you don't have to be there every second that you can develop some trust. Yeah. Uh, But if you're doing the gotcha thing and never giving anybody the benefit of the doubt or capriciously changing work. um, That could be a whole nother episode. Yeah. Yeah. So, So we've been, we've been, this is, this has been so fun. So let me just say, the, if you want to have a conversation with someone uh, that could be difficult, get your three sentences going and be honest with yourself about what you really saw, what the impact is. If, if the impact is you just don't like it, then I'm going to say, shut up. <laughs> because it, just going to the person saying, I just don't like that. It, sorry. <laughs> so topic, observation, impact, invitation to have a discussion about it. You're listening. You're getting both viewpoints out on the table. And then you're figuring out, is there a common goal here? Or even as the boss, do you have to say, this is the standard of good performance? So let's, so I hear you and let's figure out a way to fix this. Yeah. Much different than give me that. I'm going to, I'm going to take care of that now. You're off the case. So you have some brainstorming and you come up with an agreement. I'm going to do this. You're going to do that, right? Yay. That is one step toward a strong, healthy working relationship. You can do it in reverse, as Jessica was saying, if you're on the employee end of it. So get out there and give it a try. People have done this at home (laughs) and at work. So it does work. And what an awesome time with you today, Jessica. Thank you so much for partnering with me on this. Oh yeah. Episode one is done. Not as scary as we thought. So (laughs) we hope you guys enjoyed it again. uh, If you want more boss hole tips, you can find us where you get your podcasts. You can find us on YouTube. Um, We'll be filming these. So if you like need something on in the background while you're doing something, uh, make sure that you follow us there. And then on Instagram at don't be a boss hole. And again, you can email us at no boss holes at gmail.com. If you have questions or you want to be pointed to some of our free resources, make sure you check out our link tree in our bio. And don't forget, don't be a boss hole.